Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! At box ce soir, Alexandre Vachon et Brandon Pitball. Oh, alors, Eric Nielsen, Jonathan Tremblay. Alors, Gord et Kevin Cormier. Oh. situation. There is a Cape Breton screaming eagle on the bench. He is on the bench in the middle of that pileup with the Teton. That is George Davis on the bench and he jumped right into the bench and that's what we're talking about. What's up everyone and welcome to another episode of Five in a Game and we are here for episode 11. And I just want to say thank you guys to the viewers out there who's, you know, keeping this train rolling, keeping my motivation at an all-time high. I mean, I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. I see it, um, it's, it's becoming a really huge hit. Um, and I just want to say thank you guys for the support. Like, I really, really do. Um, if you guys didn't check it out, be sure to do so. My last one, I just interviewed Tristan Manson, former Shawinigan Cataract, former Lewis the Maniac. I mean, that guy had one hell of a Quebec Major Junior Hockey League career. Real tough cat. So I just want to say thanks to Tristan for coming on. I also did uh, another player interview with Eric Lizon. That man was an absolute beast. Fought a lot of a lot of tough guys. So if you guys didn't, you know, if this is your first time tuning in to five in a game, be sure to go back and check those ones out, man. I mean, they were real good episodes. Two solid, real tough dudes. So I just want to say, like, yeah, if you can, go back and check them out. Um, before we get into this, today's topic, guys, I just want to, you know, send a special shout out to uh, Fourth Line Voice. Uh, Darren over there, Fourth Line Voice, man. Um, I said it. I know like I, I, like I sound like a broken record here, but I, I just can't thank that guy enough. Um, I went on Darren's show about a month or so back. We went on and talked about the old old Quebec Major Junior Hockey League and the tough guys that rolled through it, and I just had an absolute blast. So I decided to do something on my own. Um, and, you know, I just I really enjoyed the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League as a kid and the tough guys that came through there. So Darren kind of woken up the beast there and, you know, really got me rolling. So he has an amazing back history, man, of uh, people you guys can go check out. Um, I'm sure our viewers are probably the same. If they're not, I got if say I got different fans, uh, be sure to go check him out because he has a great back catalog. He interviewed a lot of tough cats, man. So, um, yeah, Darren over at the Fourth Line Voice. Also, I'm going to give a shout out to Five for Fighting. Uh, Alec over there at the Five for Fighting podcast. Alec, another guy who's a great dude, man. All these guys are great. Um, he has an amazing back history as well. You know what I mean? So definitely go check him out over at the Five for Fighting podcast. He also has a YouTube channel along as Darren does as well. The Fourth Line Voice. You can type that on YouTube or any of your, you know, your podcast, um, whatever place it is you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasting, iTunes, whatever the case may be, these boys are on it. Be sure to go check them out. Um, also, Joe Lazito over there at the Nordique Snuckles podcast, um, Joe, great guy, um, reached out to me. We had a little bit of a conversation there. Um, nothing but kind words, man. Joe, I just want to say thank you, man. Um, your podcast, I really, really enjoy Joe's podcast. Um, he really goes through everything with a player with a fine-tooth comb, man, and he makes sure that he gets all the information that's needed out of that guy. So, yeah, check him out. Also, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, um, pretty big deal for me. I just started out and I'm already signed to a network, which is pretty pretty cool. 
Um, be sure to go over there and check that out. Over 50 shows on the network. Um, every team has something for you. So definitely go over there and check it out. Um, there's definitely a podcast on there for you. Terry Ryan, uh, some of you guys might know him from Shorzy. He has a podcast on there. It's absolutely great. Um, you name it, it's there. So go over there and check them out over at the Hockey Podcast, ugh, HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Um, everything's on there, including myself. Um, yeah, we're sponsored by DraftKings, so go on there and sign up. It's free. Um, use code, promo code THPN. I'd be greatly appreciate it. But um, yeah, guys, let's get into uh, today's episode. I actually did a little something different than I men- mentioned on my last um not my last one with Tristan, uh, the one before that when I did the stupid fucking Quebec Major Junior Hockey League suspension. It was completely stupid. Um, guys fought off the draw stage fight. Big deal, right? Boys got three games and another guy got two games still. Shake your fucking head. But anyway, um, <clears throat> I did this thing um, a while back. I did the top five toughest Halifax Mooseheads. Um, that's similar to what I'm about to go do today on this episode, Friday's episode. Um, but I also mentioned on my last one, what I was getting at was the French guys. I was going to message a couple of French speaking Quebec major junior hockey league enforcers, former, I mean, uh, because they don't speak good English. I couldn't get them on the show. So I, uh, I got my first one set up today. I actually got the questions and answer here's for you guys, as you can see on the cover. Uh, it's Matthew St. Marie. Matthew St. Marie was one tough cat and he wasn't the biggest guy to ever do it. And I'll get into that a little bit later. But I'm doing the top five toughest Drummondville Voltageurs today. On top of that, I got questions and answers with none other than Matthew St. Marie. So today's going to be a really fun episode. Um, I'm look, really looking forward to going through it. Again, this is my personal opinion of the toughest guys. I mean, like I said before, some of you guys might take people out. Some guys might put people in. And that's 100% okay. This is just... What I gathered from looking over the Drummondville Voltageurs, the guys that donned the jersey, it doesn't matter the most fights. It, like, it doesn't matter. It's, I'm talking about what they did in their career. And actually, I shouldn't say that. It does count for the fights. It's all about the fights, and that's why we're here listening to this stuff because it's all about the fights um, and things that are trying to get erased from history that they can't take away from us. And today, I'm going to tell you guys who I feel was the top five toughest Drummondville Voltageurs. Um, I'm going to kick things off with big number five. I'm going to go from five right to one. Uh, same thing I did with the top five toughest moose heads. That one went really well. So I figured I'm going to do every single team in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. And um, yeah, you know, I got mixed reviews from it. Some people said they, you know, it was a good solid lineup. Some other guys thought they would, you know, take another guy out to put another guy in. And that is completely fine. This is just my opinion. Um, so. Yeah, so let's get things started. I'm coming in number five with the guy that's on the cover, Matthew St. Marie. Uh, Matthew St. Marie played one season with Drummondville. It was a 2004-2005 season, and this is when it had a lot of tough guys in it. Uh, Matthew St. Marie, as I told you earlier, was not the biggest guy to ever do it. Matthew St. Marie was only 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, five, um, so he was a guy that was kind of like a Ty Domi type deal. Um, he was wasn't the biggest guy, but he was not afraid to fight. Real big firecracker. So he was only about five six, five seven, two hundred five pounds. He played two thousand four, two thousand five, and he finished the year with twenty seven fights um, that year, which is a lot of fights. Um, the guys that I pulled out of his pool that he fought that were real tough cats. He fought Maxime Morier, really big, heavy left handed fighter man. Maxime Morier 
wicked, wicked fighter for the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He played for Bacamo. He played for Victoriaville. He was just a real tough cat. And Tristan Manson even mentions it on the show um, that Morier was really heavy left-handed and he was quick. Um, Morier, great fighter. On top of that, I got Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, P, you know, PL3. Everybody knows what kind of career that fucking guy had. Um, really tough dude in the queue, man. Went on to have an amazing NHL career and actually had about a three-minute fight, I believe, with Cam Jansen. So that goes to show you what type of toughness it was in PL3. And Matthew St. Marie, like I said, wasn't a big dude. Went on and fought him. He also went on to fight my former guest, my first guest player interview, and that is Eric Lizon. Um, Eric Lizon, standing over six feet, big dude, man. Matthew St. Marie took him on. Um, another guy, Marty Doyle, of course, really tough dude from Swinigan. Played a few, like three seasons there. Real tough dude, man. So Marty Doyle, and then to top it all off, Matthew St. Marie fought Kevin Cormier at his prime. Kevin Cormier was running the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League around that time. Um, really, you know, dropping big names left, right, and center every single night. And for a guy like Matthew St. Marie to take on Kevin Cormier, in my opinion, that deserves to be number five, especially for his height and his weight um, and 27 fights. Because when I go over this um, next couple of guys here, this is the fights total they had as a Drummondville Voltageur. Um, so 27 fights for one year for Matthew St. Marie, that's a hell of a first season. Um, so... Yeah, Matthew St. Marie, guy that's on the cover, the guy I did the questions and answers with, I felt was number five. So that's my number five. Number four, I went with Steve Tardif. Um, he played in the queue from 95 to 97. Uh, he had 46 fights with the Drummondville Voltageurs. Uh, so he played back in the day, and a couple guys I pulled from his pool is none other than Paul Shantz. Everybody knows who Paul Shantz is, especially from the LNAH days and over in the other French league. That guy was uh, that guy was tough as nails and a real showboater and stuff. And Paul Shantz was the exact same way in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League back then. Big name. And Steve, Steve Tardif took him on. Also another guy who was pretty well known for his LNAH days is none other than Louis Bedard. Louis Bedard, real tough dude, man. That guy could fucking fight with the devil. Uh, he had a long career in the LNAH, fought them all, did it all, and... You know, played ECHL, he played high-level hockey, and he did the job up there, and, you know, that's that deserves it. Uh, another name on this list, uh, very, very well-known uh, enforcer, went on to the NHL as an enforcer, and this is a guy that you've never seen lose too many, and I'm talking about George LaRocque. Uh, George LaRocque back then was the same way he was in the NHL, real big, tough dude, man, um, real big guy. So to have a guy like... Paul Shantz, Louis Bedard, and George LaRock under your belt. I mean, yeah, number four definitely definitely deserves it. 46 fights. Um, he also fought Randy Copley, and he also went on to fight Francis Lazard, another NHL, former NHL tough guy, went over to the LNAH, go figure, right? Uh, big Frankie Lazard, man, very quick, heavy left-hander. Um, so that who's that's who I picked for number four, Steve Tardif. Like I said, he played in the uh, the earlier days of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. But to have the names under your belt like this, I mean, that just kind of goes to show you. You know what I mean? I really believe that Steve Tardif deserves to be uh, number four. Uh, he fought the tough guys in his era, and he, like I said, he played ninety five to ninety seven. So uh, coming in at number three. Um, he played from 2004 to 2007. Um, 
55 fights as a Drummondville Voltageur. Um, this guy here, like I said, very, very well known in the LNAH. My former guest, excuse me, Eric Lizon. I'll also mention him. Uh, he can really eat a punch, and I'm talking about Gabby Rock. Um, the man that needs no introduction. If you guys have not seen a Gabby Rock fight, I highly recommend going on YouTube and typing his name in because you will not be disappointed. Did Gabby Rock, You, oh, that guy could take a shot, man. Fuck, he could take a shot. Gabby Rock, man, like he could eat them. But he could give them at that. Like He could give them, man. Gabby Rock was a real tough dude in the queue. Got more popular when he went to the LNAH, but still coming in 55 fights as a Drummondville Voltageur, played from 2004 to 2007, and he fought them all too, just like he did in the LNAH over there. And a couple guys I pulled out of his pool, I got Kyle Hennigan, who Tristan Manson talks about, and um, Eric Lizon talks about, was one of the guys, the hardest guys to ever punch Eric Lizon was Kyle Hennigan, and it comes from his mouth himself. So that's saying something. Also, he had a, a marathon fight, uh, that I shared on uh, on my Facebook page and my Instagram with Dylan Garyoch. Garyoch, I think he played two seasons with Valdor, and that guy came in and he fought them all too. Dylan Garyoch doesn't have, get enough credit for being a QMJHL tough guy, but that guy there, um, some of you guys might know who that is from being one punch by Gilliam Kud, um from when he played in Sorrell. Um, that was floating around a lot. That's him, but. You can't really, you can't really judge him for that. Oh, sorry, you can't really judge Gary Oates for that shot because it's the LNAH man. It's a whole another breed over there. Uh, that guy really did the job and did it well in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, fighting guys like Tim Spencer, Kevin Cormier, Brett Gallant, you name it. That guy did it. Um, and then and him and Rock have an absolute war. Um, for that, uh, another guy, Tristan Manson, had to put Tristan Manson on there. Um, that was a real good fight too between them guys. Um, another guy, Sebastian Laferriere, of course, Sebastian Laferriere still lacing the skates today, still doing the job. Um, another tough cat. Um, what can you say? And then I had to add this guy. I know I only pull out five usually, but he fought Kevin Cormier and around the time Kevin Cormier, like I said, was running the show. Uh, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League show, you know, it, it it's, to me, 55 fights, you know, definitely deserves to be up there. Some people might have him at the, you know, maybe the number two spot, number one spot, but, you know, that's, that's my opinion. Sorry, it's, it's late here tonight and I'm recording, so I'm yawning, but sorry about that, but yeah, um, Gabby Rock, man, another tough guy. to don the jersey of a Drummondville Voltageur. Um, 55 fights, like I said, and fought the top guys. Uh, coming in at number two that I have here, very well-known tough guy. I'm sure most of you guys out there are going to say, oh, why isn't he number one? Um, shit like that. He didn't have the most fights for Drummondville. But this dude's career, I mean, speaks for itself. Um, the guy was an absolute weapon. Um, went on to play LNAH for about 18 seasons or so, uh, give or take. Uh, probably one of the baddest men to ever lace a pair of skates. Um, a lot of guys like didn't want to, you know, 
didn't really look forward to fighting this man. And that guy is none other than Joel the Animal Tyrio. Um, he only had eight fights as a Drummondville Voltageur, but you want to talk about someone that's donning a jersey um, to be one of the toughest guys to ever put on a Drummondville jer- jersey. Joel Tyrio is definitely one of them. Now, I know people out there are probably thinking he deserves to be number one, and don't get me wrong. Yeah, he does, and I'll tell you my number one and after this one and why. Um, Joel Tyrio, he played in the league from 93 to 96. Um, his eight fights, the guys I picked out of his pool, uh, you know, they're tough guys, man. Uh, Ronnie Valente, um, that's one of them. Uh, George LaRock, of course, I'm sure you guys seen that one on YouTube. If not, definitely go check it out. Um, him and Joel have a wicked fight. Um, he fought Peter Worrell and we all know the career Peter Worrell had and George LaRock. These guys had long, long careers as NHL tough guys. So, uh, he also fought Jean-Luc Grandpierre and Samuel Gagnon, another set of tough guys. Uh, Grandpierre played, you know, in the, in the NHL for Columbus, a couple teams. But he fought George LaRock and Peter Worrell, and they're nothing to shake a stick at. They're nothing to frown upon, you know what I mean? Like I said, he's coming in at number two. Why he's my number two um, is because of the way that I just feel that he only had eight fights he was one of the toughest guys to ever don the skates, but the reason being is, and I told you, I will tell you why am I number one. I hope it makes sense to you guys because to me it makes sense of why this guy's number one and not number two. You could put these guys in either section of this. Um, and my number one is Thomas Belmare uh, with 52 fights. He played from 02 to 04. Um, he fought a list long of tough guys. I'll give you the top five list that I got. But the reason being why I have Thomas Belmere as number one is because this guy is still lacing the skates and basically running the LNAH right now. I mean, this guy is still playing uh, and still doing the job and still doing the job well that nobody seems to be able to figure this man's left hand out. I mean, he's knocking guys down like Dave Hamill, no problem. Uh, you know what I mean? LaFrance, he's knocking him down, no problem. Like, Thomas Belmare right now is fighting better than he ever did. And to me, he deserves to be number one. I know that Joel Tirio would probably be a lot of guys' first pick. But what's what's doing the number one for me is Thomas Belmare is still playing and still doing the job. Uh, and still doing the job well. So I got Thomas, Belna- Mel- Duh, Thomas Belmare at number one. Uh, he fought guys like Jimmy Bonneau, Marc-Andre Waugh, the most penalty minutes in one season holder with 653. Uh, he fought Jonathan the Hammer Trombley, real tough dude. Eric Nielsen, and I got him down as Ryan Han, another tough cat, man. So, like I said, the, the, the debate could go on for days between Joel Terrio. Like I said, he was more probably feared, um, more hyper, more um, just overall a whole different breed than Thomas Belmere. But Thomas Belmere, guys, is like still playing hockey today in the toughest league in the world, and he's at the top of it. You know what I'm saying? So, like I said, there's people out there that would probably, you know, debate on it. But to me, it's it's the guy's still playing the fucking game and he's still playing hockey and he's still beating the shit out of people on the weekends. You know what I mean? Like, Thomas Belmare is not to be fucked with. And, to, like, Joel Terrio, 17 seasons, 18 seasons in LNAH. I'm sure a lot of people would rather, you know, don't like lining up towards either one of them. But Thomas Belmare is still to this day doing the job. Uh, and like I said, doing it well. So that's my top five Drummondville Voltageurs. If you guys, you know, have a different opinion on that, hit me up. 
let's talk about it. You know what I mean? Like, I would put a poll out there or, or do something behind the scenes, but I don't know how much, you know, Quebec Major Junior Hockey League knowledge people got. It's different than, like, the NHL when you make the NHL posts. Like, everybody's seen these guys before, but, like, you know, it's it's a little bit different than what I'm doing, than what other people are doing. But, honestly, the, if you go through and look of the players that played for the Drummondville Voltageurs, I'm pretty confident in the top five that I just picked. I'm sure there's other guys out there um, that would disagree, and that's great. But that's my top five, um, Drummondville Voltageurs. And like I said, they they had tough guys over the years. Like, they, they really did. You know what I mean? Drummondville, uh, back in the day, pride themselves on toughness just because every single other team in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League had tough guys on the team and Drumville was no different. You know, I mean, Chaz Johnson played for the Drummondville Voltageurs. Um, their list goes on and on of people that played for Drummondville. But like I said, the guys that I picked out of the pool there and go, went through the careers and like the, the research I did on the teams and the guys that went through them, I would say this was this was to me the only thing that was torn was the number one and twos and at the end of the day it was number one for me Thomas Belmere because like I said the guy's still doing the job, um, so yeah that is my top five Drummondville Voltageurs and now it seems like a pretty good time to hear from our sponsors and now here's a word from our sponsor. The NFL playoff action continues. We're one step closer to Super Bowl 57 and for the NFL Divisional Round. Check out DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet just $5 and get 200 in free bets instantly. Plus, all new and existing customers can take a shot at an even bigger payout with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Boost your NFL winnings with each leg you add up to 100%. You know, after the big win the Giants got last weekend, I'm definitely going to be keeping my eye on that one in the Eagles. Um, the Cowboys and 49ers are definitely nothing like something you want to not look at either. Lots of great football going to be played. I mean, it's anyone's game, and I can't wait to see what happens. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code THPN. New customers can bet just $5 on the NFL Divisional Round and get 200 in free bets instantly. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Yeah, you know, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Definitely tune in um, to the football games. Absolutely amazing games going on. I mean, big win for the Giants. Um, I don't mean to talk football. This is a hockey hockey fighting podcast, but, I mean, everyone doubted them, so good for them. Um, But back to what we came here to do, and that is talk hockey fights. I just did the top five toughest Drummondville Voltageurs, and like I said, they were tough. The Quebec Major Junior Hockey League is soft as fuck now, so it's pretty bad. You got to go back to the past because nothing new is ever going to come on our laps anymore, but... um, yeah, so that was my top five toughest Drummondville guys. And now to get on to my questions and answers with Matthew St. Marie. Like I said earlier, it's something different. I wish I could get the guys on the podcast, but, you know, these guys mostly just speak French and that's it in broken English. So what I do is I use the old Google Translate there and I ask them the questions in French and that's a lot of, a lot of you know, copy and pasting. But, you know, here's a couple of questions. Um I said, when did you start playing hockey? Matthew St. Marie said he started playing at three years old. I asked him, what other sports did he play growing up? He said he was into boxing and snowboarding. Um, Who was your childhood NHL idol or perhaps someone that you model your game on? And, of course, he said, Ty Domi, go figure. I mean, the guy was a small enforcer, but he he did the job. 
Um, I asked him how he went about getting into the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League because he didn't get drafted. And he was uh, invited, actually, at 19 to the Drummondville camp uh, where he made the team. Um, so I also asked him when his first fight hockey fight was, and he said he was 17 um, in the LH AAAQ uh, in Conawake. Um, that was his first ever fight at 17, and he got pretty good at it. Um, I asked him where his favorite place to play was in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and he said Drummondville. Uh, I then asked him where was his favorite place to travel to um, in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, and he, and he said Halifax, uh, but he didn't like the bus ride. That's about an 11-hour bus ride uh, from Drummondville to Halifax, so I can most definitely see why. Um, I asked him, when you were trying to knock, a, knock the gloves off a player, what kind of things do you say or do on the face-off, or even in the middle of the play? Um, what do you think what was the most memorable or fun pre-fight conversation you had with someone? Um, he said when he was 17, he asked a tough 20-year-old to dance. Uh, he responded with, when you can get into the game room at McDonald's, then come ask me. I laughed because I was 5'6", and he was 6'4". So <laughs> that's actually pretty comical if you ask me. Like I said, Matthew St. Marie um, wasn't the tallest enforcer out there, but he definitely did the job. Um, I also asked him, have you ever had any funny or memorable incidents in the penalty box? And he said, no, it's always really been quiet. Uh, if anything, it's just like two friends that go to a restaurant. So <laughs> that was uh, what he said about that. I, I asked him, what kind of style do you fight? Do you consider yourself more of a technical or an open fighter? He said, I like the mix of the two styles, but at my height, I, can, I cannot go open there all the time. Uh, all the, along the whole fight, uh, because I lacked eight to 10 inches against every one of my opponents. So yeah, that, that makes sense. I mean, I, I mean, guess like, like I said, the guy was five, six, so he really had the height of a uh, disadvantage. I mean, going into the fight. So, um, that makes sense. Uh, I asked him to tell me about his first fight in the Quebec major junior hockey league. He said, I'm not going to tell you about my first fight because there's not much to tell. Um, I'm going to tell you about the one I had, uh, my fifth fight against Marty Doyle and Shawinigan. This one here really put me on the map. Uh, Schwinnigan and Drummondville was a really big rival that year, so I knew I had to go go with Marty. Uh, he was one of the top three that year. Uh, when I asked him to go, he looked at me and laughed and refused because him and everybody in the arena didn't have a clue who I was. Uh, I gave I gave him a slash or a solid blow with my stick, and I made the chicken with my arms just to fool him, so he had no choice but to throw the gloves. Um, I surprised him from the start. Um, I was throwing left and right, and I made him even bend his knees twice. So, you know, going against a guy like Marty Doyle, especially for Matthew St. Marie, and Doyle had a really good career there. Like, that was definitely one of the toughest guys. So I could see why that one there really, you know, put Matthew St. Marie on the map. Um, I also asked him, tell me about your best fight you had in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. He said, maybe my knockout against Spalding. Otherwise, I had a few good ones with Starenke, Doyle, and LeBlanc. Like I said, guys, those names probably stand out to you, the viewers at home. David Starenke came in, guns place in his first year in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Real tough cat. Um, had real good fights with Eric Nielsen. Marty Doyles were marathons. I mean, Jimmy Bonneau, you name it. He fought them all. Um, again, Marty Doyle. We all know the backstory of Marty Doyle. Tough dude. Uh, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, like PL3, man. PL3 went to the NHL and did the job. Uh, Golden Gloves boxer coming into Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, that's a funny story. Tell that on another time. But um, Pierre-Luc LeBlanc, man, real tough dude. So 
that's just a couple of names that Matthew St. Maurice got underneath his belt. Um, I asked him, what was your worst fight you had in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League? And he said, it was against David Starenke and Gatineau. Um, first, he made me bend my knees on his first left. I immediately got up to try to continue the fight, which I, which was open. Uh, he made me bend my knees twice for a second time. And then I tried to get up to continue the fight again. It was basically two KOs in the same fight. Um, that's... Yeah, I would say that was a rough one, but like I said, the man sprung up, you know what I mean? So he still tried to continue the fight. I said, who was the toughest guy you either fought or played against in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League? Easy one, Kevin Cormier. Um, yeah, Kevin Cormier, man, when this year here came in with Matthew St. Marie, that 2004, man, 2003, 2004, like Kevin Cormier was on a whole nother level, man, you know, just absolutely whole nother level. Um I said, is there anyone you wish you could have fought but didn't get the chance to? And he said Eric Nielsen, which is a big one. Uh, Eric Nielsen at the time was definitely one of the you know the shot callers around the queue, uh, along with him, like Brian Hand, them guys. Um, Eric Nielsen was definitely no slouch. Uh, I would have loved to see what would happen with you know Matthew St. Marie and Eric Nielsen. Probably would have been a good marathon fight. Would have loved to see it. Um, and the last question I asked him is, what is Matthew St. Marie doing now? Um, he said, I'm now an excavator operator and he's been sober since 2017, January 24th. So good job on Matthew St. Marie being sober, man. Some of these guys, you know, um, life after hockey takes a different toll. So it's good to see that that guy, you know, turned his life around and got sober. Um, he also, you know, went on to play in the LNAH, which I guess we can kind of get into here. Um, name off a few guys there. I mean, why not, right? Have a little fun with it. Um, but I named off a couple of guys that Matthew St. Marie has fought, but I'm just going to go through a list, a couple more guys, like, you know what I mean? Uh, to give you guys an idea, the guy's five, six. Um, so he's fighting. He also fought Maxime Morier, heavy left-hander. Um, he fought Jamie Reinold, uh, had a stint there with the Acne Bathers. Another tough dude, man. James Reinold, definitely a tough guy. Wish he would have been around a lot longer. Um, he fought Nicholas Bayshand, another tough, tough dude, man. Nicholas Bayshand, um, real tough cat. Um, this is when he played for Mooski. He went on and played for a couple other teams, uh, stuck around the queue for quite some time and, uh, did the job and did the job well and could play hockey. He's a really good player. He also took on Matt Nickerson. Uh, that's a name that probably stands out for a lot of you guys. Matt Nickerson, man, real tough defenseman. Uh, drafted by the Dallas Stars, um, went over and played overseas for a while. Real, real tough dude, man. Matt Nickerson, big cat too. Another big cat that, uh, like I said, Matthew St. Marie uh, gave up, like you said in his questions and answers here, eight to 10 inches on every fighter. So I'm just going through the names here. Like it didn't slow him down or anything. Like that just shows you how much heart and determination Matthew St. Marie had. Um, and that's why, another reason why he came in at number five for me. Um, he fought Chris McDonald from the PEI Rockets, another tough dude, um, you know, real chippy, real in-your-face type player, man, so that would have been a wicked one to see. Um, he also went on to fight uh, Ryan Jenner, Eric Lizon, uh Benoit Pichet, that would have been an awesome one to see too, Matthew St. Marie and Benoit Pichet, Pichet don't get enough credit. Uh, for what he did there for the Valdor Fourier. There wasn't, they didn't really have anybody to do the job, and Benoit Pichet um, kind of took that on with open arms there. So, uh, real tough dude. Um, he went on to fight Robin Richards, which is an absolute monster. Uh, Robin Richards, man, real tough dude. I got to see him here in Cape Breton. 
I got to watch him fight um, a few people, man. Robin Richards was a tough, tough dude. He had a good, solid scrap with Sheldon Wenzel. Um, I got to watch that, so that was an awesome fight. Um, Robin Richards, man, another guy, another guy that was a tough dude in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, another couple names that stand out, of course, you got the Cormiers, the Robin Richards. He fought Robin Richards like four times that season. Same with Marty Doyle, and he fought Alex Vashon from the Ramuski Oceanic. Uh, another tough dude. Um, he was like, he was the guy that came in when Eric Nielsen was coming out. Um, I believe they might have caught each other one year where they were both on the same team, maybe. I'm pretty sure they were. Um, Alexander Vashon, he he did it all, man. I fought them all in the queue. Um, so he's, yeah, Vashon's up there too for being one of the guys um, to be the toughest, one of the toughest guys in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Never said no. Had a wicked fight with Nathan Vino that, again, I got to watch in Cape Breton. Nathan Vino, another tough cat. Um, but yeah, Matthew St. Marie went on to play in the LNAH. Um, he actually played seven years there, seven seasons, man. 2007, 2008, he's coming in at 16 fights, and his first fight in the LNAH is against none other than Louis Bedard. Um, Louis Bedard's name carries a, a lot of weight in the, when it comes to hockey fighting. Um, definitely no slouch. Uh, real tough dude, man. Like a nail gun. That guy just keeps throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing. Uh, Louis Bedard, man, real tough dude. Um, this is where Alexander Vashon must have uh, decided he's going to go over there too because he fought him too. I knew Vashon played in the LNAH. I just didn't know which year he went over there. And it seems like he followed, uh, you know, Matthew St. Marie and some, you know, old habits never die. So these guys met over in the LNAH and did it. Um, he fought Dan Tice, big, heavy-handed man. Dan Tice, fuck, he could knock people out. Um, Chris Cloutier, a handful of times. He fought Tommy Balduke, Danny Glissard. Um Who else did he fight here? I just don't want to say the same names again. Sebastian Laferriere was there. Uh, Hugo Poulon. Uh, he fought, and he fought the Cowboy, Curtis Swanson. So this is his first year in the LNAH. Like I said, he's coming in 16 fights. Um, and he, he starts it off with a bang, man. Like he's fighting top guys. So, um, we'll roll into when he leaked over to the LNA hates there for another season. Uh, the 2008, 2009, he's coming in 29 fights. Um, he's taken on, he's taken on like guys like Brian Lachance, guy who you never said no. Um, Terry Duville, um, Terry Duville is about like six, six. So, I there's no footage of that, so that would have been a good one to check out. Terry Duville, man, played in the QF and JHL, played for Bakemo, played for Moncton. Real, real tough dude, man. Guy through cinder blocks. Um, he Manuel Frechette, uh I can't believe I'm gonna name this guy, but um the number two that I picked uh for the top five toughest Drummondville Voltageurs, um, and that's Joel Terrio. Um, I couldn't imagine. I could just only imagine what that fight was like um, for Matthew to go in there from playing in the queue to go over and getting met with Joel, the animal Terrio. I mean, oh, my God. The man's like the Grim Reaper for the LNAH. Um, he fought Cody Deuce, at another tough dude, Mike Bro. Um he fought Tommy Valduke again. He fought Thomas Belmare, my number one. The guy that's still doing it to this day, man, Thomas Belmare. Give that dude credit. He is still chucking the knuckles, man, and uh, running the LNAH. So that would have been a good one. He fought Cody Doucette again. Um, 
Neil Postolico. Neil Postolico played in the queue as well. Um, Neil Postolico really got more um, into the fighting scene over in the LNAH. Don't get me wrong, he did fight a bit in the queue, but he's well more known uh, for his for what he did over in the LNAH days. Um, again, Louis Bedard. I got a feeling them two guys just didn't like each other. Another name on this list, Cedric Verro. Cedric Verro, man, played a long time in the LNAH. Uh, he's been there for a long time. He's not in there right now. I think he's playing in the league below the LNAH. Um, he's another tough dude, man. Done it all, seen it all. Verro's nothing, nothing to play with, man. And he fought Eric LaBelle that year. Eric LaBelle, man, he had a good, good solid uh, Q career as well. Another tough guy. Took on every single person that came his way. Um, another tough dude. Um, that year, the 2008-2009 in the postseason, he fought Steve Goslin, Simon Bullduk, and Robin LeMay. Um, yeah, so like he's still going that season, man. So uh, Matthew St. Marie had a wicked 2008-2009 season. Uh, he comes in the 2009-2010 season. Um, he's coming in with 13 fights, fights Cedric Verro again, right off the opening rip there. Uh, he takes on Cody Doucette, uh, Paul Shantz, like I said before, Paul Shantz, another tough dude. Maxine Matthew, a guy who's playing in the LNAH right now, he played in the queue for the Lewis the Maniacs, another tough dude. Um, Utah fought Paul Shantz again, Todd McDougal, Cody Doucette again, Paul Shantz, Jonathan Lassard. Todd McDougal again. He took on Mike Bray. Mike Bray, another guy who played in the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Another tough cat, man. Mike Bray, he played in the heyday, man, and he fucking fought everybody. Another tough dude from Halifax. He played for the Mooseheads, played for the Ramparts, and he played for the Montreal Montreal Rocket at the time before they went over to PEI. Mike Bray, man, tough, tough dude. Sebastian Laferriere twice that season uh, for the 2009-2010 season. Um, then the 2010-2011, he only has two fights. Um, he fights Nick Foran, another tough guy, uh, and Derek Jacobs. So, you know, he had a good Quebec Major Junior Hockey career. Like, the, like I said, the guy was 5'6". Uh, he went and did it in the queue and then went over to the LNAH. Like, for a guy his size, you have to show nothing but respect to that. I mean, my hat is off to Matthew St. Marie. Real tough dude, man. Had a hell of a career. Glad to see that he's doing good outside of hockey. You, you know, you you don't you always wish these guys whatever it is they're doing now, um, is doing good in life. Um, he, nice to hear that he's sobered up and he's, you know, got his act together and he's doing good, man. So, big congratulations to Matthew Saint Marie for a hell of a hockey hockey uh, hockey career and getting sober. So. Matthew, um, I just want to say thank you. I know you're listening to the podcast. Um, thank you for coming on and doing the questions and answers with me, man. It was really fun. Uh, I'll get you back on again. Same thing. Um, we'll do this one here. Maybe I'll dive a little deeper into what it was like going over to the LNAH uh, from the Quebec Major League to over there because like, that is uh, two different animals right there, guys, let me tell you. Um, but, yeah, so that's all I have for you guys today for – you know, um, the questions and answers on a Friday. Am I going to continue doing two shows a week? I'm not really sure. I might, it's going to, you're getting one. I know that you're getting one for sure. Every single Mondays. Um, and they come out at like eight in the morning, my time, depending on where you are. 
but you are guaranteed to show every single week from from five in a game. Um, I got another one coming in on Monday there. It's uh, another player interview. Um, I'm not going to spoil this one. I'm going to leave you guys a little surprise. He's a pretty big name. Uh, it's a big name. That's all I'm going to say and let you guys marinate on that for the weekend. But I hope you guys have an amazing weekend. Uh, I hope you you know really enjoy it because it goes by so fast. And like I said, I post them on Mondays to kind of kick the week off, right? Try to, you know... Hope you like try to give you guys some enjoyment and try to mix it up a little bit. Um, Because, like I said, the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, there's a lot of people out there who really watch it in its heyday and and, and knew that it meant a lot to them, just like it means a lot to me. You know, some of my best memories that I could have, like, not everybody can, you know, remember every single thing about their childhood, obviously, but like the things that stood out to me were the guys that were involved in the queue, man, and going to the Eagles game as a kid and just seeing a packed house and seeing. Everybody just really heavily involved in the game and the emotion behind it and the fights that they had there were second to none. By far, one of the toughest leagues in the for junior, man. A lot of tough guys came out of that league, and I feel like they should be recognized. And I'm glad the players, you know, I hear from the players a lot, and they're, they're, really, like, they're really accepting of what I'm doing, and they're really giving me, you know, a lot of positive feedback. And it, it just it's nice to know that um the guys are digging it. Same with the the listeners out there, my viewers. I just want to say thank you for tuning in each and every week. Uh I see some of them they're out there in Finland, they're out in Switzerland, you know United Kingdom, wherever it is you guys are, I just wanna say thank you for letting uh listening to five in a game. Like uh, this started off as something small and it seems like it's really, really taken off and I'm really happy that it is because like I said this meant a lot to me, um, and it's just I, I just want to you know I can talk about this till I'm blue in the face. I really really could. could. Um, I loved I loved every minute of it. So again, thank you guys so much for tuning in to Five in a Game. I got, I really couldn't think you enough. I'll thank you guys enough. So if you guys can you know like and subscribe and come on Instagram and I'm always posting fight videos or you know fight fight pictures whatever it is. I had I got different things for different weeks. I had Manson Mondays, I had Tidball Tuesdays, Wildcat Wednesdays, you know, Trombley Thursdays, Forest Fridays. Uh I don't know if I got anything for Saturday or Sundays yet. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I got a bunch of different stuff. So go on Instagram, just type in five in a game. I'm on there. Uh you can also follow me on Twitter. I'm on there as well. Uh, I'm on uh Tumblr. I think it is. I post a lot of pictures on that too because it just comes up on Instagram. So do that. Or you can go on Facebook and shoot me a message. Um, I got a Facebook uh, actual profile. So definitely hit me up there. And like I said earlier in the podcast, I'm also a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. So if you guys want to come check me out and listen to me on there, I'd greatly appreciate that as well. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for the love and support I'm getting for this show. Uh, to the past guests, uh, Eric Lizon, Tristan Manson, thank you guys so much. Uh, I couldn't thank you guys enough. Uh, to my future guests coming on the show that you guys are listening, uh, I got a lot lined up, guys. A lot of big names, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that are going to take them back, uh, back to the past, and same as well as you guys. So, like I said, thank you so much uh, for everything, and I'll we'll see you guys Monday. Uh, for five in a game. Take care, guys. And the entire Moncton bench, things turning ugly in Cape Breton tonight.